Welcome to a podcast from Hope Church Glasgow. For more about us, check out hopechurchglasgow.org. Hi, Andy Merrick here again on the podcast. Um, big thanks to uh, Nick who contributed and Robert Duncan's great stuff on kind of recent church history, revival history. I have to say I'm pretty pumped today. <laughs> I'm just excited about my subject. Um uh, and I want to talk to you about the incarnation and how relevant that is right now. Um, right now to the, the identity crisis in our world. But before we dive into, oh, what does it mean and how do we apply? We've got to pedal back. We've got to retreat from our need to know what to do for a bit and just kind of bathe and bake in in, in some New Testament glory and reality um so incarnation here we go we're gonna swim fast and we're gonna swim deep um stay with me um so here's here's a quote from a wonderful early church father now the church fathers were like kind of first and second generation after the death of the apostles that that we read so much about in our new testaments so early church father Arrhenius said this jesus became what we are in order to bring us to be to be who he, he is in himself jesus became what we are in order to bring us to be who he is in himself Karl Barth, who's an eminent 20th century theologian said this god has chosen not to be god apart from humanity what he's saying is in the incarnation god forever merged trinity with humanity now we know most christians know that god came as fully god in jesus god came as fully god and fully man um but then and, and we think about it at christmas <clears throat> but i don't know i got the feeling that maybe he came in some kind of super suit because we also know he never sinned right so uh, but but let's think about what it meant that he was fully man so fully god we've we've maybe covered or we should cover again really here which is he was he was fully father son and holy spirit the fullness of deity dwelt in bodily form in jesus nothing was left out nothing needed to be added in uh fully man though what what's going on here um well i i've got three there's more we could say about this but i've got three big categories to to take with us today to look at um as to what that meant to be fully man and the first one is that he took the full weight of the fierce pull of our fallenness now romans 8 3 says this god has done what the law weakened by the sinful flesh could not do by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin he condemns sin in the flesh now it's saying a number of things but a big message in this verse is that Jesus came in the same kind of flesh suit that we have. He experienced the same drag downward. He came into Adamic life. He came into fallen nature. He didn't come into some souped-up version of humanity, some pre-cleaned up version of humanity. He came to clean it up. But that meant he came and experienced the same drag downward that we do and as powerfully as we do the same pull to sin 
to chaos, to fear, and to hopelessness. So that's the first thing you experience, the weight or the fierce pull of our fallenness. And related to that, he experienced the mental darkness of our fallenness. This is, this is courtesy of Adam. <laughs> Adam's, Adam's, if you like, the inheritance he left us was this, this sinful nature, this sinful pull, and this mental darkness. Let, let me read the verse for you. Ephesians 4, 17 to 18. Now this I say and testify in the Lord that you must no longer walk as the Gentiles do in the futility of their minds. Listen, in the futility of their minds. They are darkened in their understanding, alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them due to the hardness of their heart. The Adamic inheritance is a, is a confused mind, a darkened mind that alienates you from the life of God. Um, it was it was Adam and Eve who hid from God when they sinned in the garden. And God was still looking for them. And yet in the Adamic mind, God has pulled away from us. We we paint we paint on God an image that is not true. We paint on God a, a, an image of a God who is a distortion of the true God. And this pull makes us feel like hiding from God. This this bite of the apple was to death, and in that death they hid from a good God who had walked with them and painted on in this image that did, didn't represent who he was, and they responded to the myth they'd created in their own heads. They were literally darkened in their understanding and so alienated from the life of God. And Jesus entered this psychological calamity that is there because of of sin and 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 it includes not just lies about god but a whole load of lies about who we are so there's a loss of identity in humanity that is part of the fallen condition and we see this we see this right now in all around us in in racism in sexual politics in abuse of the planet in a relationship breakdown we don't know who we are we're desperately searching for that and that's part of the Adamic condition that Jesus entered this he entered into uh, this mindset okay and and thirdly he entered into a world of faultiness so John 1 5 says the light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. he came to a fallen world full of sickness and injustice and poverty and brutality and betrayal in fact if, particularly as you look at the, the three years of his life we know the boast about, he faced all of those things. He faced the injustice, he faced the betrayal, he faced those who were poor and he did something about it. He faced sickness and did something about it. His friends betrayed him, the crowd betrayed him, uh, the politicians betrayed him. He, he, he was left and, and misjudged and beaten and brutally murdered on a cross as an innocent man. He knows what it is to come in and experience the darkness of a fallen world. Um, and yet, without sin, all of that pressure was on him. And for years I've wondered what this verse means, Luke 2.52. And uh, I have a little bit of insight now. The verse says, And Jesus increased in wisdom and in stature and in favour with God, and man, and the word increased is taken from the the Greek word, and it means to 
forge metal into a horseshoe through like repeatedly heating it in the furnace and hammering it uh, uh, into shape on the anvil or to cut or beat a way forward through a forest or a brushwood. So this isn't like a like, oh yeah, he just grew in wisdom and da, da, da. No, he, he, he battled at every point these at least these three negative pulls the the darkness of the adamic mind the pull to sinfulness and the darkness of the world around him well yet he never became adam although he lived in adam's skin so every day of his life he forged and beat up a, a, a way forward with blows never giving in to the adam that pulled so strongly he lived in the darkness, the fallenness, without falling, and he suffered to the point of shedding his own blood without failing. And he brought, in this process, he brought his intimacy with the Father and with the Holy Spirit, this Trinitarian fun party that is the perichoresis, Father, Son, Holy Spirit union into the human mental darkness and never and never allowed the fake God Adamic myth to take over his heart or infect his relationship with the Father. And he set up inextinguishable light in every part of human existence, including death, and in every part of satanic activity. He took on the form of a servant and paid the price for our liberation from every form of bondage to fallenness, darkness, sin, poverty, sickness, evil, pain and separation from God in our own dark minds. Uh, another early church father who was a new one on me, but St. Gregory of Nazianzus, I think you say it, said the, the unassumed is the unhealed. And what he was meaning is that if there's any darkness or pain of our fallen existence that was not entered by Christ, then it would not participate in the great healing exchange where Jesus gave... <laughs> Uh, Jesus gave us his life and relationship with the Father and took our darkness into himself. Our salvation and healing are one. He took all our darkness, all our pain, and gave us his beautiful, unhindered relationship with the Father in exchange. So whilst we still live in this fallen world, we have inherited Jesus' relationship with the Father and the Spirit. Yes, our minds can still be prone to go old places, although for us, in Christ, the old man has been crucified. It doesn't have power. We still have a lot of memories and a lot of old ways of thinking. So our minds are still prone to go to the old places, to feel separate from him, feel condemned or afraid of his presence, to think he's withdrawn from us and he's distant. Um, but... We still have, no matter how we feel or think, we still have his relationship with the Father by the Spirit fully alive in us all the time. See, God's wisdom, in God's wisdom, he knew, he knew that just pure revelation was actually not enough. And, and sometimes this is where we go wrong. We think, well, if I just get revelation, if I, if I just see Jesus better, that that will sort me out but just to see jesus is not enough no, this initially sounds like oh this is heresy no hold 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 on a second the problem is that when we see jesus and we purely rely on revelation 
the problem is that we would we are prone to interpret that revelation through the fallen mind and of course no eye has seen or the heart of man can see what god has prepared for those who love him it's not possible for it to penetrate we end up boxing our god into the myth god rather than receiving the gloriousness and we of who he is and we end up still alienated so the, jesus is the model for us i.e copying what jesus does what would jesus do is actually bad news because we just end up in some sort of performance hamster wheel and that isn't the god that we serve and that isn't the gospel that we have so what jesus did well what god did was he did like a a parachute drop behind enemy lines here we have all this sort of woolly strange demonic thinking that's putting on god a load of things that aren't true so he dropped jesus in behind the demons and the dragons and the things that patrol our brains and twist the truth to fit our adamic inspired myth and he bypassed it all and an airdrop trinitarian life inside our confusion and we are given free 24 7 365 access to pure trinitarian bliss love acceptance and life in its fullness and it's a thought away that's what repentance is repentance is not getting on your knees and beating your chest it's actually means in its original form it's change your mind it's accepting what he's done he did the heavy lifting we're not to throw the weight on ourselves. We just, he took all the weight. He did the heavy lifting. We throw it back on him. <laughs> so whatever reason you we come up with to make this not quite true for us, he blew it away through being incarnate God-man on a cross. He rested our objections and defeat, wrestled, pardon me, our objections and he defeated them. He took captive the demons that harass us and keep us confused and he took them captive and he defeated them and tore the veil and removed it we have access now to his glorious trinitarian life yeah that's a lot to deal with uh, have a think have a pray let the holy spirit reveal things to you god bless you and thank you thank you so much for for listening to what is actually a reasonably short message today thank you for listening find us on instagram facebook or search hope church glasgow on your favorite podcast player